If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What is going on, everybody? My name is Coronado. Welcome to the week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hero podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points, and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I enjoy my partner in crime through the power of the internet, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm alright. I don't know if anyone heard it in the intro, but I moved my shoulder and it made an ungodly crack. <laughs> I didn't hear it now over my line, but maybe they heard it. Your mic is probably better to pick it up. Mm. Like being in the room with me, you'd think yeah. of it here. I'm yeah. worried, lads. Have, have you dislocated your own shoulder while I was doing the intro? How, who gets injured when <laughs> during like a I'm podcast? I'm doing any work either. <laughs> like I'm doing nothing you, strenuous. You weren't even talking. No, I was listening and I hurt myself. <laughs> I can't trust you to go anywhere. That has to be a record or something, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm actually really interested to hear if it comes up on the recording. I'll just boost the audio for that, like, one second. Just a massive crack. You should go see a doctor. They're probably not that busy these days. That's true, go see them. (laughs) Take up their time. Just just fill up all their time with me being a hypochondriac about my clicks in my body. My my shoulders feel a bit weird. (laughs) Guys... Guys, can someone just come look at me? <laughs> um, so this is Hero Zero, Sean. Um, normally you do Marvel characters, I do DC. It is my week, and last week you did a great report on Kingpin. Oh, so I bad. said, 
But I said, it's not normally you get a good one, so I said ah, I'd shout you. No. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> um, so this week, I have chosen a character that I think many people reading the description of this episode um, mm-hmm. would probably just look at it and go, this might be either a Joe character or someone who's kind of just a bit shit. Right. What, they w- what I will say is that the character started off as something that was a bit shit went away for many, many years and came back under a different um, writer and basically just went into complete mindfuck all over the place mode. Okay. Mm. I'm intrigued. So I'm The character I'm picking is um, Animal Man. Animal Man. Buddy Baker, Animal Man. Now, Animal Man is very similar to Beast Boy in that he obviously has something to do with animals. Yeah, of course. he was... Created in 1965, he had a very, very short run in 65, and um, he was created by writer Dave Wood and artist Carmine Infantino, and they basically, obviously, in the 60s, they're just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, and something will stick. (laughs) Something will stick, so they're throwing everything at. So, in 65, I will get into his origin, and then I will... I will very clearly tell you the point of when things changed and it became just completely batshit insane. Okay, lovely. Thank um, you. Thanks okay. for the warning there. So, Buddy Baker. Buddy was, a, once, was once a happy punk rocker playing in a garage band and trying to win the affection of his high school girlfriend, Ellen Fraser. Now, I don't know why you'd want to win the affections if she's already your girlfriend, but... You're, but the, yeah. Connor, it doesn't just end after she says yes. You know, you gotta, you gotta put in the work. You gotta stay impressive. Every That's single day. That's what I day. do. <laughs> Look, I can crack my shoulder out of place. <laughs> it's wow. very... It's very punk, okay? <laughs> have you ever met a man who harms himself sitting down? Well, now you have. Um, <laughs> you can tell that story to your psychiatrist. <laughs> One autumn afternoon, he went hunting in the Aden... Oh, no. Just in the mountains. Cool. They're nice called one. the Ar- Adirondack Mountains, but I'm just going to say the mountains. Are they real mountains? And this... Look, I don't know. Do there. I look like a geography a geography professor? You I do don't a bit. No, I just, I do have that look. Um, so cirrus clouds. Let's get into cirrus clouds. What's the deal with them? <laughs> They're wispy um, as fuck. <laughs> um, so when he returned home, however, from the mountains, he had changed. Sean. Oh no, he had changed. Now in the sixties, they were very very lax. He just went into the mountains, came back changed. Um, yeah, no no further explanation needed. Don't worry about it. But in recent times, they kind of changed it so that there was, I think there was a spaceship. He encountered an alien was. spaceship and the alien spaceship, spaceship exploded. Right. And yeah, classic, classic <laughs> move. You're, you're like, this is very Marvel. I'm loving it. This is perfect. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> um, and so the spaceship exploded and radiation. You know the classic, right? Yeah. And... His power that he got, whatever it was, something in the woods, had connected him to what is variously referred to as the raid, or the life web. And that is the force that binds together every living animal on Earth. Okay. So, I think this is the equivalent of the speed force. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, it's it's just that, but for animal powers. 
So DC has all these different kind of forces. There's even one for, um, I think, Swamp Thing controls nature. I don't know what that exactly is called, but like that's a different force altogether. Yeah. And so the raid is what has every living animal. And then speed force is obviously the flash. Can I just um, say, by the way, I'm, I'm just accepting this. I'm, I think it's a fine mm. piece of information. Yes. Anytime I bring up anything Marvel cosmic, you just yeah. completely tune out, Connor. I can't remember once where I've tuned out. Can you even... Somebody check the tapes, because I think I have been very interested in everything you know you've said. I've got time on my hands. If I think of it, <laughs> I might do a supercut of every time you say, Ah, Jesus. There's so many. So, you know, Just, I might not have enough time. And I'm in quarantine, Connor. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't want to mess with a man in quarantine and too much time on his hands. <laughs> Um, so through this force whatever it was he found the ability that he was able to connect with every animal every animal just kind of he's in connection with all animals in the universe or on earth and and through this he discovered that in the presence of an animal he was able to absorb their abilities so he's able to get the spring of a tiger or the strength of a gorilla or like the power of an elephant famously known for their spring see we don't really know Tigger is (laughs) <laughs> well look maybe it's just Tigger maybe Tigger's his his go-to okay he just uses Tigger powers <laughs> but um, it also like it doesn't what's the word it's not transferable to even the size of the animal so like a flea can jump very high for the size of a flea but yeah. if he takes on the, the power of the flea jump he's able to jump fucking miles in so comparison oh so it scales their power to his body it scales up and scales down, yes. Okay. Interesting. And so so the, he just gets this power. Just, you know, he just gets connected to it. You know yourself, explosion, radiation. Oh, he's, now connected to, he's now connected to animals. What can you do? So he's like, what do I do with this power? So at the suggestion of his best friend, Roger Denning, Buddy donned an orange and blue costume, starting a minor career as the superhero Animal Man. Okay. I'm, I'm mm. not... Like, in the 60s, that's what they would have done, because... Makes sense. Heroes had been around for 20 years. Yeah, partly for kicks, but and partly as a way to promote their rock band. Oh. Buddy, Buddy actually managed to do several heroic deeds, ranging from filing a few robberies at the local pet store, to battling actual, actual space aliens and odd crooks. Those are... Those are like the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, he kind of just covered it all. I think they wrote it at first. He was like, he's stopping robberies at the local pet store. And then somebody must have complained. It was like, this is a bit bored. Hmm. Right. right, fuck you, David from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, David. Um, no, I think the thing is, this it was a short run. So what probably happened was they released the first few. And they were getting met with middling response. Yeah. And so they went, let's rank it up. Let, let's wrap this right up. He's he's battling aliens. Let's be let's turn it up to eleven. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after a few years of adventuring, Buddy retired his animal man identity and married his high school girlfriend, Ellen Fraser. Oh, he finally impressed her. <laughs> he impressed her enough that she said, You know what? I'll marry you. And so living on the salary from Ellen's work as an illustrator and Buddy's newly started career as a movie stuntman, the couple mortgaged a house in the suburbs and raised two children, Cliff and Maxine. And that is how they wrote him out of the comic books for 20, uh, I think it was like 25 years. Might have been a bit less. Okay, so can I make a a slight prediction of what's going to happen here? 
Yes. In that 25 years, someone who really liked Animal Man comics when growing up then decided, hey, I want to write an Animal Man story. And they're a comic book artist. Something like that. Something along those lines. Because I actually have... This is the most interesting part of all this. So, because, like, Animal Man, as just an origin, is kind of just a, a whatever character. He came and went yeah. in the 60s. and But then they, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. And in the late 80s, following basically... Because the slate was cleaned by Crisis on Infinite Earths, DC began employing loads of really new and, like, exciting writers for comic books. Yeah, just being like, hey, show us what you can do. Yeah, like young writers, because they were like, you're going to be doing next generation. Crazy Never Earth was like the stop of the of the 40s to 80s, and now we're going to go again, right? Yeah. And so, what? for example, Alan Moore reinvented Swab Tig during this time. Neil Gaiman did the same with Sandman. Animal Man was reimagined by Scottish writer Grant Morrison. Grant Wait, Morrison's Grant first... Morrison. D. Grant Morrison was hired as a young writer from the UK to revamp some of their old characters. And Jesus. his character that he was brought in was an, an Animal Man. I mean, they didn't know it, but they picked the best man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's how we got to start with DC. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because and Grant so, Morrison although, wrote the best Justice League story, didn't he? Grant Grant Morrison is, like, one of the most famous writers. He's He wrote, basically, any hero that you love that's DC, Grant Morrison has probably written one of their strongest comic book runs. Yeah, that's a that's a fair thing to say, like. Mm. Um, although the series was initially conceived as a four-issue limited series, it was upgraded into an ongoing series following strong sales because Grant Morrison is very good at his job and was eventually brought out to 26 issues between 1988 and 1990. This is kind of what I'm going to um, focus in on because there's been stories since, but this is really what brought Animal Man back. For right, so, okay. and, and, and many people haven't even heard of Animal Man, but he's like... You're going to see why he's so important to comic books as a whole, and you're going to realise, oh my god, Grant Morrison created, um, I don't know, a weird genre within the comic book world. Because the title featured the protagonist both in and increasingly out of costume, so Morrison made the title character an everyman figure, living in a universe populated by superheroes, aliens, and technology. Okay. Um... So Buddy's wife Ellen, his son Cliff and their daughter featured prominently in most storylines and his relationship with them as husband, father and provider was an ongoing team in the story. So they basically, he made him an everyman so you could relate and then it was just a guy who had the power to like connect with animals and he was just trying to, he was trying to provide for his family but at the same time be a superhero. Oh, okay. So that's, that's really interesting because it brings them to like our level. Yeah. Because before he's just a dude who walked into the woods and then was able to talk to animals. Yeah, and then he just gave it all up. But now he's like, yeah, he wants to do the best for his family. There's no like, yeah, like the struggle. Like, how do I put this? There's not the struggle of oh, you have to pick the family or the superhero. In it's like he already knows that. He's just he he's trying his best. But this is where, as a as a whole, Animal Man gets batshit insane as well. Because Grant Morrison decided, like, Animal Man, as a, as a concept, was a bit boring. So he was just basically breaking down barriers all over the place. So Batman, 
um, the Animal Man storylines just became more be- mind-bending as it went on. And for example, so Buddy returned to his family life, and although the thought of superhero, although the thought of superheroics was still nagging in his head, so he wanted to make a difference, but and had to support his family as well. So he was like, "I want to be a superhero, but there's no money in that." Yeah. Um. So convinced that there was still a place for Animal Animal Man in the world, Buddy resumed his full-time superhero career, battling villains such as the Mirror as the new Mirror Master. Still not satisfied, Buddy made the decision to become a protector of all animal life on Earth. He sab- he sabotaged fox hunting in England, dolphin slaughter on the Faroe Islands. So Buddy helps a band of um, the story of the slot- dolphin slaughter was what they caught my eye. So for the sole reason that right. um, Buddy Buddy helped a band of self-described eco-terrorists save a pod of dolphins and enraged at a fisherman's brutality the fisherman who was killing the dolphins but he drops the fisherman in the ocean intending to let him drown ironically the man is saved by a dolphin (laughs) for some reason then he learns the error of his ways (laughs) exactly but Morrison was really pushing the fact that he's um, save all animals he's all animal rights he's an animal rights activist and he's um, he's a he's a vegetarian and he's just like he was like the one of the first superheroes that this was his brand yeah well I suppose if he's connected to every animal yeah then it makes um, sense that he'd be like I oh, know I care about the animals here yeah and he, he stopped all animal experiments all over the USA like he would just go around um, breaking them down he worked with Vixen to overthrow the government of Mchanga with the freedom beast so he worked with other characters other superheroes um, and uh, he learned from a scientist named James Highwater that his powers were greater than even he initially believed um, because that was when he was told that like you're connected to the red because before that it was just like you can just turn into anim- you can just turn into animals yeah whereas whereas now it's like you no you are part of not the speed force you're part of like the animal force yeah there is something <laughs> you- bigger here going on yeah um so becoming a member, he then joined Justice League International. So becoming a member in good standing of the European branch of Justice League International, he was able to draw a monthly salary from this, which is Ooh. one of the main reasons why he joined. I like that. I like his priorities. <laughs> um, the media wrote lots about him and his popularity increased in this world. So everything was going his way, Sean. Nothing oh, no. could go wrong. Nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> And then it wasn't anymore, after a fireman had accidentally been killed in a fire started by his animal activist group. So the animal activist group turned up to this lab. Oh, the self-proclaimed eco-terrorists. And they were ransacking it, and he was helping them, and uh, they set this fire, and a fireman turned up, and he was accidentally killed in the fire that they set. Um, a shocked buddy began to reconsider the path he had chosen. Though still a convinced vegetarian, environmentalist and animal rights activist, he asked himself if superheroics and illegal sabotage activities were the right ways to go. Refusing to become a role model, he quit the Justice League and the activist group, attempting to hang up his superhero costume for good, Sean. <gasps> oh, God. okay, so he's... This is a better, like quote-unquote retirement for him than his first one was where he just yes. went off to have a fan he's like i'm not sure i believe in this anymore <laughs> yeah exactly and it makes sense why he would think like that yeah because like it, it, presumably he'd never killed that like or been responsible for someone's death before really no and it's he's like oh we might be doing good but we might be doing it the wrong way 
Yeah, like, can I achieve what I want to achieve just, like, the legal way? And so he basically... um, When a corporate organisation... So a corporate organisation then came in and they Mm -hmm. were worried about the popularity of the left-wing animal man because he's very left-wing. And they threatened to kill his family if he did not stop doing his left-wing deeds, right? Oh, Jesus! Buddy teamed up with the Mirror Master to oppose them, and suddenly he found himself in the role of a hero once again. And so that was kind of how that run slightly ended, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but in most notably about all this, right? So do, during his run on the title, Morrison consistently manipulated and deconstructed the fourth wall, Sean. Animal Man is the first man or first comic book character to know he's a comic book character. Okay. That's Deadpool and She-Hulk and everybody get them get that concept from Grant Morrison's role at Animal Man. So how does that work then in terms of like the world? Is he so cool with one, it? One way he did this was to present characters in a state of partial erasure, often showing the artist's pencil drafts with the finished art. Additionally, some characters became a, become aware that they are being views, viewed by a vast audience and are able to interact with the borders of the panels on the page. The series notably contained overt references to the various Earths of the pre-crisis DC multiverse. Animal Man has even met himself that was in the pre-crisis DC multiverse. So the, for the one from the 60s, he's had a conversation with himself. That's... What? <laughs> yeah! I'm telling you, Grant Morrison went balls to the wall. Just fuck it. Let's this do it. This was his first comic run? It was, I think it was one of his first major DC comic run, yeah. That's insane. I love yeah. this. I'm going to look up so, the panels because that sounds really interesting. The, oh, there was one on um, Wiley Coyote. Oh, Sean, I did not even want to get into it. So the Wiley Coyote comic book of this Animal Man run is the most famous, I would say. It's a case of, I think Grant Morrison tries to imply that Wiley Coyote realised that he was living just basically getting killed over and over again and he was just coming back to life and he wanted to, he didn't want that for himself and he ends up in a DC comic book, like he sold his life in the, it's like, it's like mind bending that, so he brings the Wiley Coyote in into the DC universe because... I don't know. It's it. hard to describe. Yeah, it's it's like honest to god, I would look that up because it's so batshit insane this... that it's. Oh man, I'm looking at it. This is so cool. Yeah, the culmination is... of of this self referential is Animal Man's eventual discovery that all of the inhabitants of the DC universe are fictional characters. He even meets Grant Morrison, the callous god who controls his life. What? So, yeah, so in one issue, Buddy suffers a tragedy when his wife and children are brutally murdered while he's away on a case. Okay, oh, no. and Buddy tracks down the killers to exact revenge. And um, his search leads him into a comic book limbo, a plane of residence for characters who are not actively written about. So Animal Man ultimately confronts his writer on the twenty-sixth and last issue of the run, and his family is restored to life. As Morrison, Grant Morrison in the comic book, finds he cannot justify keeping them dead simply for the sake of realism, and he explains to Buddy that he only did it because it was going to be good for ratings to take Buddy's family away. Jesus. 
<laughs> Grant Morrison all explains. Also, Grant Morrison also explains to Buddy that he writes him as a vegetarian only because Grant himself is a vegetarian too, and every trait Baker possesses could be changed at a whim. They might do the obvious and go for shock by turning in, you into a meat eater. Grant Morrison even says in the oh last run. God. And and in issue 27 of Animal Man, the one when uh, just after Morrison left, the first of Peter Milligan's run, Buddy indeed bites into a horse just to prove that it could all change on a whim. You're a, you're a comic book character. We'll write you however we want and that's just the way of <laughs> That's insane. Remember what I said at the start is that Animal Man starts off very plain and goes batshit insane. That is, you are, you're feeling the exact way I felt putting this together. But that's so good though. Like, that's a much better fourth wall break, I think, than, you know, Deadpool just being a dickhead about it. Yeah. You know, I think it it has actual, like, narrative weight. Yeah, he realises that he's just a comic book character. And the bit that got me was Grant Morrison going, yeah, we just killed your family because, like, I mean, we could. We'll just put them back. It's fine. Because he's like, "Why did you kill my family?" Ah, yeah, no, you're fa- you're right. Look, we'll break right. Your family are back in life. Yeah, fair pl- fair play to you. And and the thing where the the drawings where they would like half draw people, so they're just like outlines. They're not coloured in. Yeah. Or like they're only half drawn, and like people are like, "What the hell is going on?" And Buddy's like, "They're just disappearing. Like none of this is real." What the fuck? <laughs> fuck, man. Because and I was looking like a lot of the covers are like. He's half drawn and he's like, he has text instead of colour inside him. It's really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, Animal Man is so, it's so in-depth, weird, but also like groundbreaking in so many weird levels. So, um, powers and ability, Sean. Um, con- he's a conduit of the red. So later, later Baker learned to draw abilities directly from the red and an energy field that connects every animal. Apparently, the raid extends past Earth and exists as a universal concept. Sean, let's not get into it. Excellent. <laughs> In 52... No, I, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, Buddy experiences an upgrade that allows him to connect to the universe's um, field, providing him unlimited access to all animals in the universe, regardless of origin, making him one of the most powerful beings to ever exist in comic books, because he's able to connect to every animal that's ever existed ever. Jesus. So, yeah, he's all- like, does that include dinosaurs? Yes. That's insane. Th- this power also extends to non-animal microorganisms, but not the plants. So microorganisms, he once cloned himself because he was able to attach himself to microorganisms that made up his body, like atoms that made up his body, and then just cloned himself hundreds of times. To win a fight or something, was it? Yeah, it was in a battle, yeah. So he has every power, nearly. Yes, he's one of the most powerful beings that's ever existed, and nobody's ever heard of him. <laughs> I hadn't heard of him until this. This is amazing. No. <laughs> and he started out as just a dude who could, like, jump like a tiger. <laughs> that's that's how you, like, rebirth a character correctly. Yes. Uh, he also has animal mimicry, so Buddy can mimic any abilities of any animal as a result of his encounter with a crashed alien spaceship. Uh, he does this by either focusing on a specific animal near him, as he lear- or as he learned later by drawing power from the animal kingdom in general. So he can get the strength of a, ter- of a Tyrannosaurus Rex if he wants, the flight of a bird, the swimming ability of a fish, the speed of an ant, the sonic blast of a pistol shrimp, the sense of smell of a moth, the agility of a oh. snake, basically anything. Like uh, Whatever, the regener, like. yeah, the regeneration ability of a worm, maybe, or the electricity of an eel, 
Like, dude, he's, he's unstoppable. How does he ever lose? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He knows he's a comic book character, so it's just it's fine. The level of Buddy's abilities are not proportional to the size of the animal, as I mentioned earlier on. They are drawn from. Hence, drawing from the jumping ability of a flea would allow him to cover greater distances. However, taking the abilities of a larger animal does not result in diminished power for him. Oh my! That's a. That, I mean, that's fortunate, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> not only that. So you think he, geez, he's fairly overpowered? Force blast shot. Tapping into the red, Animal Man can also fire powerful blasts of force or unidentified energy. He can even use the primordial energies to start a new universe if he wants. What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> animal empathy. So in addition to his mimic abilities, Animal Man can obviously make contact with animals, empathize with them, talk to them, and see their thoughts and memories. This ability to transfer his life essence has allowed him to survive even when his body has been killed. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, what to do of, with this. <laughs> and also he has animal control. So of he's course. able to control animals. Of course. Um, so weaknesses. His only weakness. He only has one. But he can only absorb the ability of another animal for approximately 30 minutes before having to recharge his connection with that creature. How? I mean, 30 minutes seems like a pretty decent amount of time. You could do a lot in 30 minutes. But that is Animal Man, Sean. <laughs> what a, that's amazing. How has no one heard of this dude? <laughs> Because you couldn't do a movie on him. He'd be too powerful. That's true. And it's like he's more powerful than Superman. Yes. He could just do anything he wanted. But he, Ever. But he just wants to look after his family. <laughs> he just wants to be in the... Because, like, once you break that fourth wall, then you can go all batshit insane. And he has been on the some of the most batshit insane storylines. And, like, he started a cult at one stage. It, like, it was just... I don't know. It, he, I think he he moved out to a farm and he started a cult. I remember reading that what? during the research for this. Like, that was just one of his stories. Oh, and man. it's just, yeah. Like, at the end of this, I could not recommend more you just doing a Google search and just trying to read a, a thing or two about him. Because it's so, it's so, like mad to think that this guy started off as a guy who walked into the woods in a punk rock band. And just came out and, like, he, they just came up with the 60s that he could just, like, I don't know. They were, he's as strong as a bear. Yeah. And, and now he can just create universes if he wants. And the alien thing hasn't been explained still. Um, I think it was a, it, the spaceship blew up, Sean. I mean, it makes of, sense. Of course, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. That's so good. I love that. I'm going to do a real deep dive on this character. Especially Grant Morrison's run. That, like, I wanted to give that, like, that is... So, I don't think anybody else could have done that. Like, Animal Man, if Grant Morrison didn't exist, Animal Man would not be... Ha- like, he would just be dead. He, he, there'd be no point. He'd be he'd, he'd a be character in the about. 60s. Yeah, he'd be a character in the 60s nobody cared about. Well, I'm glad that you cared enough yeah. about him to write a whole report mm. and tell me about oh, him. Oh, boys. Jesus. I, oh, there was a, God. There was, so much stuff, there was so much stuff that I left out as well. Because, like... But I was, <laughs> there was like so many batch of storylines that I kept reading going, I can't wait to tell Sean about that. But that was like, it'll be like an hour and a half long episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Um, so yeah, I think that's the end of this report. Well done, Connor. If you don't mind oh, now, I'm going to take us out. Tell you what, I would absolutely be delighted to hear you take us out.
Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode mm. of Hero or No, Zero. I've stopped listening. Oh, Shut okay. up. Fair enough. We'll be back on Monday anyway with Movie Mondays. Uh, it's a Q&A episode, so if you do have any questions, send them on in. We have a big long list that we're getting through, but we'll always add to the list because it's good to have some just in our back pocket. Um, we'll also be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, by the way. Yes. Uh, so we're on all the social medias. They're on the description, or you can email us here@outlook.com. Big thank you, of course, to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, they really help make the show possible, and they're just a swell bunch of people. Uh, if you'd like to join those people, it's Patreon.com/slash/HearsFryerPodcast, or there's a link in the description. But I think that's about it. For- oh, tell one human being that we exist. That's another. Just one. the one. Just the one, and rate us on iTunes if you can. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be, cl- that'd be sound. That'd be sound. I was a very relaxed on the outro this week. I'm sorry. Ah, don't worry about it. Be chilled. It's Friday. What can it's you do? It's Friday. Let's all clock off for the day. <laughs> yeah, nobody goes to work. Nah, no, just clock off. It's Friday. Clock off the grounds. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.